back to Brian's Beat. Join the show by calling 508-996-0500. New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. Makes me want to sing, but you don't want that, do you? Hour two of Brian's Beat. Glad to have you on board our Brian's Beat quote of the day from David Rutz. Your path matters more than your past. Your path matters more than your past. Huh. Maybe that's a good introduction to our <laughs> guest during hour number two is kind of getting a little giggle off of that. He is a selectman in the town of Fairhaven, and I actually had the opportunity to meet Leon Corey before he became a selectman. He was out, as as ironic as this might sound, he was out trying to help those that wanted to put the rainbow flag up the pole outside town hall in the town of Fairhaven. And the next election cycle around, he ran for selectman again, I believe, and he won. And now, that's just only a couple of years ago, now Leon Corey says that when his term expires, he will not seek re-election. And so I'm glad to welcome back in studio because you've been here before. Yes, been yes. Not only with me, but with a few of the others. Yes, with uh, with Marcus, uh, Marcus and Chris, and one other. I'm trying to remember, but uh, Phil. Oh, okay. And I, uh, yeah, I was here with Phil too before he retired. So I've well, been here a few back. times. Thank you. All right, uh, selectman, because you haven't been on with me as a selectman. <laughs> so congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate it. And I'm not I'm not sure I want to congratulate you on your your quickie retirement, but we'll certainly get into that. Leon Corey, as we look at this term, what would you say your your major accomplishment has been so far? I really pushed um, at the end of every meeting, I would make a plea and I kind of became known for it. And it would be, you know, find something, get involved. Uh, find something that you care about and get involved. Uh, and I have to say there's been, I mean, and I, I certainly can't take credit for it. I, I think the entire town has gotten behind it. Um, but you've had new people, younger people, uh, different people get involved in various, you know, committees and such in town. And it's just been nice to see, you know, the the sea of people that have you know, put their names in the hat for uh, various positions that we've decided on. That being the case, why is Leon Corey? I mean, it sounds like you've built those, you are building those bridges, and that's come to fruition for you. All of a sudden, Leon Corey is saying, enough is enough? Yes. Um, everyone has a limit. Um, my first obligation is as a father and a husband. 
And uh, that weighs heavily into my decision to step aside. Certainly, this has morphed into something that I certainly didn't anticipate. What has? Um, my stepping aside, uh, my decision not to run again. Um, it, it certainly got attention that I, I didn't expect and really didn't want. Um, but I just wanted to say this is why I'm stepping aside. You know, in my, uh, as one person called it, manifesto on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm reading now from Matthew Ferreira, Standard Times, that came out a couple yep. of weeks ago. The truth is that the town of Fairhaven isn't ready for a person of color to be a visible leader in the town. Yes. Go so ahead. I think the issue is, and, you know, people like to run. They take little little snippets of what you say and then turn it into something. Um, by no means am I saying, you know, Fairhaven is a, a, like everybody in Fairhaven is a racist or what have you. What I am saying is that as a town, Fairhaven doesn't have experience dealing with leadership from people of color. And although there was a degree of progression that I think the town thought it had um, because you were there, you know, our first meeting was at the Fairhaven's Got Pride celebration or um, or rally or well, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, you know, when it comes to certain issues, I, I do agree that Fairhaven is very progressive, but they tend to be issues that people know, grew up with, have friends, what have you. There's never been, Fairhaven just isn't a diverse city like that uh, when it comes to people of color. And so I think you don't know how you're going to react to leadership until it's there. And well, the what do you mean? I mean, I, I hear, I hear what you're saying because I've been in, in those shoes, not necessarily within uh, the town of Dartmouth government or even Holbrook before that, but in, in business life. But I think if you are a pioneer, it's going to be that way. And, you are the first black select board member, to the best of my knowledge, in Fairhaven. Yes. So you are, by definition, you are a pioneer. It's kind of like you're blazing a trail. Yes. And I anticipated a degree of it, but I also anticipated a degree of support. And I thought there would be that balance. If this many people voted for me, then when people are attacking me in ways that they're not attacking the others then the I would have some sort of a, a base um, to also fight. And I am doing the fighting alone. And that's the problem. Well, you know, I, like, I, I don't think I don't think you feel any differently than than a lot of black people or a lot of women, a lot of uh, Asians, etc. But I will say this, and I've brought this up throughout the program today, talking about complacency uh, when it when it comes to government. I'm not trying to be in your shoes, mm -hmm. but is it possible that, you know, with all the people that did vote for Leon Corey, that they may not know what's happening to you, what the offenses that you are experiencing? Um, I would say not all, but certainly some. And I just think that there is a I, I was listening in. So um, complacency was one that. I found kind of ironic considering I'm coming up because I think the complacency was that I would be able to fight for them was I voted for him for him to do it. And my job is done. And it's 
no, that's not how it works. You know, regardless of how people feel um, about government or about, you know, partisan, uh, various partisan figures. One thing that I'll say um, that I found that I liked about the 2008 Obama campaign that was likened to the Kennedy campaign, although I wasn't alive, I still can read and do my homework, um, was that it wasn't necessarily about changing people's minds or getting people to vote for him. It was taking the people who were going to vote for him anyway and just getting them involved in government so that they could kind of fight on their level and it would work its way up. And so when you were, you know, I, I worked in St. Louis and what have you, it was like when you were getting, when you were out there, the movement wasn't, hey, come out and vote for our guy. The movement was like, this is your community. You've been waiting for an opportunity to get involved in your community. You get involved at your level in your community. And oh, by the way, go out and vote too. And, and I feel like what I needed here was some of that grassroots and that was how I campaigned door to door as everybody knew was you know some of that grassroots people actually getting involved so that what I keep hearing is a uh, a minority of town but it's a vocal majority is like some people coming back and pushing back on those people saying like it's not okay it's not okay to say this about you know, a, a person of color. It's not okay to do these things. It's not okay to chase down a selectman on his way out of town meeting, calling him uppity. It's not okay to do any of these things. Well, let's hear about uh, some of these things. Again, going back to Matthew's article in the Standard Times, not a two-week stretch has gone by without someone saying something like, oh, you're one of the good ones. You don't complain. Yep. Hey, hey, wait a minute. That sounded like something you said to me when you, when you walked through the door. <laughs> oh, Brian, you're going to do this to me. <laughs> well, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I know. I, I and mean, we were now, kidding. Let, because let's, say, let's, let's be honest. I've heard that line. I can't tell you how many times. Exactly. And it, they're, I mean, they're called microaggressions. You know this. I know this. Not necessarily everybody else sees it. And they're like, oh, these are good things. I'm saying something nice about you. And it's like, no, because you're distinguishing me from you're distinguishing me, first of all, by my color. By saying I'm one of the good ones. So you have automatically taken that part of me and pointed out that I'm different. But now when I bring it up, you know, when I brought it up regarding the undocumented, I mean, the unsheltered families in um, in the seaport, what have you, it was I was the bad guy for mentioning for calling out the elephant in the room of the color of it being based on color. And but you can keep doing it. You can do it when. The town administrator makes a hire and you say, well, she did it because his wife is a person of color. You do it when like, I, I don't care that as you disagree. opposed to the the merits of the of the hire. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's the part that it just gets old. I there was one weekend where and this was kind of where I hit the point and it was like, it's just not in the best interest of my family where my wife spent the majority of a weekend crying because over over like the things that people were saying about me, um, openly, but on Facebook and like the creation of, you know, phantom accounts and what have you, people changing rules. We don't allow phantom accounts, but we do now when they're going to talk bad about Leon. Um, and it's, you know, it's this kind of thing that this narrative that it's like, um, 
I don't have to. I, I don't have to do this. And I think people look at it, you know, there are people who are supporting me, at least. They're saying, like, you got to get out there and you got to fight. You got to run again so that they know that you're going to stand up. And I'm like, no, this is a different era. This isn't the when they go low, we go high or turn the other cheek. This is the I need to let you know that the pinnacle of my success is not based around being a leader in your town, but also it is not it is. I have options. I have other things that I can do that either will generate revenue for my family or allow me to spend more time with my family versus me taking time away from my family to take what you're doing and saying about me. We're talking to Leon Corey, selectman in the town of Fairhaven. As it, I guess I need to bring it up like this. If these racial issues were not happening, would Leon be running for another term? Yes. Okay. In the ver- from the very beginning, when I decided to get involved, we had a family conversation. And because you know, and, I'm just that kind of person, like everything is family driven. If my family would have said, we don't want you to do this, it would have not happened. Um, and it was I was going to do two terms. It was two terms. That's it. Depending on who ran in the third term, maybe a third term. But that was going to be it. You know, my oldest would have been done with school, uh, off in college by then, what have you. And so it was going to be um, two terms guaranteed if I was elected to a second term, maybe three. And this cut that short. So what do you say to the folks in particular, black people who are saying, well, you're you're giving in. What's to stop it from happening at another time in a in another environment because i'm walking away on my terms saying this is not okay this isn't how you treat your elected officials if you want them um and i think it even goes beyond color there's a degree of safety that people have that because you ran and you were elected that they can just say whatever you want and you're just going to take it um and so there's a degree of accountability that needs to be had amongst the public who sits in their home, doesn't get involved, but yet wants to, you know, throw stones at the people who decided to get out there and get involved. And whether you agree with them or not, there's plenty of stuff that happens in this town that I don't agree with. But these are still the people who decided to get involved and do what they feel is best for the town. Leon, how much of this is an ignorance people not understanding what they are saying and and how much of it is overt racial comments to you to the best of your knowledge good question um and i would say i don't know 60 40 70 30 in favor of ignorance i think the majority of it is just a lack of experience a lack of exposure a lack of understanding but isn't that a great way for you <laughs> to, to to try to help teach others it's not my job I think we're all teachers one way or the other. Yes, but it's not my job by myself, especially at the expense of my family. How's your family taking all of this since you brought it up? Oh, goodness. Um, So if you don't mind, I'm kind of going to get a little, I might get a little long winded in this part. Um, You got two seconds. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No. So the way this all came about, I posted you know, I posted on Facebook why I was why I was going to be done. And that was it. Nothing came from it. 
Then Fairhaven's football team got in the Super Bowl. The reporter from the Standard was doing an article on Fairhaven being in the Super Bowl. He asked the asked to uh, you know interview me about that. When he was doing his homework for that, he came across my Facebook page. Otherwise, nobody outside of Fairhaven would know, care, anything. And so with that, it has kind of exploded. There are five unique articles, NPR, BET, Boston.com, and so on. And, and now you got the best one, BSN. Now I have the best one. And I mean, you guys have been here from the beginning. So you've been good to me. I'm good to you. Um, but the reality is, like, this is a lot more attention than I think we anticipated um, how, I mean, look what the subject, you you are a select person, you are the first black one, I, how could it not be, even if you want to say blown out of proportion? Well, because it wasn't until the, until the Fairhaven High School Blue Devils went to the Super Bowl. Nobody cared until they saw it then. And had that not happened, nobody would probably still care. I, I'm going to say you're, you're probably correct. But I would look at it from the standpoint, nobody cared that Michelle Wu was hosting a, an elected uh, official uh, a party, holiday party for elected officials of color. But when the email got to the wrong group of people, all of a sudden it got blown out of proportion. Things like that happen. Yep. You're, I'm not telling you something you don't know. No, absolutely. But uh, again, coming back to the question, you had to sit down with your family and say, look, you know, I've I've pretty much had it but i want to run this by you mm-hmm. what 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 was their response when when you said you're gonna you're not running for term number two uh it was uh i think the term ding dong the witch is dead was was sung uh for 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 a period of time um my wife in particular is a very private person it's kind of your classic introvert marries an extrovert and so i think she was she was ready like she was okay and she was very supportive. She was, you know, she put half the probably 90% of the yard signs on people's lawns. It was a it was a family campaign. Um and so she was glad for it to be done, but she wasn't happy and neither was my daughter. My daughter is actually like a, a rock star. Um and they're not happy about the how or the why. Are they happy that you're not doing it? Yes. Okay, all of them. All yes. Of, all, okay. Yes. My son, he's four. He probably won't be because, you know, he gets to go into town hall and trick or treat, you know, every time, like every day of the year. Um, but otherwise, I think everybody, everybody is glad. That They're probably right. tired of the phone ringing all the time. Can you take care of this light that's out, the street light? Yeah, there's there's a lot of that, particularly on Sundays, it, it seems to happen. And it's like, do you get the family time? But. My decision to run was that I was going to, be, because I was going to do it for a finite time, I was going to give it everything. I was going to go to everything that I could. I was going to be as responsive and be visible and kind of be the picture of what I would expect from a, from a town servant, from a public servant. And I was trying to set that example of volunteerism and kind of in public servitude. And um, so they knew that, I was going to make myself available. I think they just didn't necessarily know what that meant. None of us did. But hold they were tight, okay. Hold tight. We're going to take a break and we're going to open up the phone lines too. 508-996-0500. In studio today, Leon Corey. Hey, hey, hey. We're back with Leon Corey, selectman in the town of Fairhaven. He's not running for re-election. We are opening up the phone lines. We want to hear from you. 508 
996-0500. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Leon. Good morning. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah. Very well. Okay, good. Listen, Leon, I, I just want to express my sadness that what you and your family are going to, I did meet you here in Rochester, and I just thought you were an exemplary top guy. And um, I, I, I just, I'm embarrassed as to how the people, and I know it's people, it's just the nature. I've lived all, <clears throat> I haven't lived all over, but I've lived in Florida, Colorado, and Massachusetts. And I love Massachusetts, don't get me wrong, but there is just that air here of prejudice. And it's particularly in the small towns. I mean, as welcoming and uh, friendly here, a lot of people are, there's still that prejudice. And I was born and raised here, and I love I love the area, but I wish you well, and I wish you could have gotten more support from your voters, and um, I just wish you well. well. Let me ask you, you let me ask you, how how would you or how would Leon uh, go about getting that support that he says that he wasn't able to get? I'll be honest with you, uh, Brian. I, I can understand where he's coming from, especially... And what the uh, climate is today of people. I, I, I'd worry about my family first and doing what's best for my family. You can, he can't carry the world, the, the town of Fairhaven and the community around with all the good he does. And I, and, and I know it spreads it and stuff. And there's a lot of good people there in Fairhaven. I have many friends there. But I don't blame him, Brian, at all. I don't blame him. Okay. Well, thank you. It's going to be hard. Thank you. Thank I, you for your support. I appreciate the call. Merry I'm, Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to, you. to you. I get the feeling you'll hear a lot of folks saying that it might be a little too late, but I, now, I get the feeling that you're going to find a lot of support. There are, there have been, the, the support has been great. Um, there have been a lot of, quite a few people who have reached out from <laughs> as far as Florida to, wow. to tell me their stories of like experiences they had visiting um or living and um and also to kind of lend me i think the common the common thing has been i wish you would run again but i understand why you're not um i wish you would run again and i understand why you're not <laughs> thank you I'm, um, I'm just saying no i know I, but I, you got the memo it's it, it's you know you, it is one of those things it is a personal professional decision yes and yes, that's the way it has to be. You know, I have to. Um, I have a full time job. I have a family. We got a dog now, um, and so there are just a lot of obligations for me to take time away from my family to to do this. Is not is not worth it. And I know you want to hear me say it, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna get it out there now. So you know, one of the things that people keep talking about is you got to fight, you got to run again, so that you know, so that you stand up to them and let them know that you won't. Um, what would John yeah, Lewis take do? It. Oh, goodness. Um, yes. Okay. And my thing is, I am fighting my way. I am fighting by letting them know that I have other things, that I have options. And it's not like I'm going away. I was involved before I ever, before anyone in this town knew who I was, I was involved and I was doing stuff at the Wood School, you know, for the kids and what have you. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Hello. Hello. Hello, you're on. Leon. Hi, this, this is 
Dan Hong. I live here in Fairhaven, and I am not a racist. But you know what, folks? It's not enough to say that. You have to be anti-racist. There are actions you can take now to prohibit this thing from happening again and again and again when a black person runs for office and takes office in this town. And I'm having a standout at the town hall, 6 o'clock on Monday night. Anybody is welcome to come and join me. I just cannot not do anything about this situation for Leon and his beautiful family. And I've gotten to know them well personally. And I'm just ashamed of our town for allowing this to happen. So I'm going to ask you a similar question that I asked Leon during the uh, last half hour. It's one of those things that people don't really realize that they're doing. So how are you going to go about educating people without aggravating them? Well, they can be as aggravated as they want because it's difficult to hear. However, I'm reading the book that uh, Angie Lopes-Ellison, our town admin, our woman of color town administrator has recommended uh, white fragility. I expect people, if you have any questions about that, go ahead and pick it up. They also have one that's now written for kids and it can be a curriculum in your middle school or whatever. Um, It's a matter of educating people. And there are some people who just don't want to be educated and those will be the aggravated ones. And I don't have time to deal with them either. I have time to fight with Leon, with Angie, with the people who never want this to happen again, and it likely will, but hopefully in lesser and lesser degree until we can beat it out of this town. Thank you, uh, Leon. Thanks, Diane. Diane is awesome. She is um, she is our, our resident rebel. You know, she is definitely our um, you know town. Um, Activist, activist, Activ- agitator. There we go. That's what I was trying to think activist of what you call it. agitator. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, but she has I, a really big know, heart. We, and maybe maybe we need to send her up to Beacon Hill, Bacon Hill, and uh, get some there. things taken up there. I've been up there. I've been to Washington, D.C., met with senators and governors and everything else regarding various issues. I'm the fighter. I'm one of the, you know, <laughs> I'm not the leader. But I can be a fighter for those leaders that I put into office, and that's what is needed, just like Leon said. Well, thank. So, whereabouts are you doing this? What time on Monday? Six p. Six p.m. Town Hall steps on Center Street in Fairhaven, just prior to the select board meeting. And uh-huh. I understand it might be a long one, but I'll be there at the end to make public comment as well. So, thank you. Go. I appreciate the Alrighty. call. Thank you, Diane. All right. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Still not enough to persuade you to change your <laughs> mind, huh? I'm just no, saying, man. I, I mean, they come. They they certainly do come. And there have been, Al, there have certainly been times where I'm if like... If a hundred eh. people came out in front of your house to say, Leon, I'm sorry, we didn't know it was like this. And we should have spoken up a little bit earlier. Please, we want you to run again. So, no. Um, 1,000 people. I'm, no. I'm just throwing numbers out. No. I am not going to, I have said, I am not going to ask this town to vote for me again. I campaigned hard. I campaigned, I wore out sneakers, and I love my sneakers, um, going 
knocking on doors in every precinct in this town, introducing myself, getting doors slammed on me, people looking out their window, you know, and closing their windows, uh, asking me random questions, ignorant racist comments, you know, people asking anything that they thought they wanted to say to a black person but never had the guts to do, but they knew that I was running and I would have to eat it. I, I took it all. And so I'm not going to ask this town to vote for me again. I had said, Mr. Sylvia on the select board had asked me, he was like, what would it take for you to serve on the select board and what have you? And I told him, I said, if by some freakish occurrence I was written in, then I would serve it. But I am never going to ask. And this is not, please don't, don't take that to me. And I am asking for a write-in campaign because I'm not good and chilling. I'm happy. Love my family. Love my dog. Um, but I was saying like when he was asking kind of for the scenario, because I don't think that's something that's ever been done anyway. So it was kind of something that was like such an out of reach scenario because I'm just not going to ask because you are telling the people who say things like shut your mouth and serve this town. You serve us, shut your mouth and do your job. Um, that I'm okay with taking that. And it's, I'm not okay with taking that. But that doesn't just happen to people of color. No. Or, or females. No, it doesn't. Yeah. But the, the rest of it does. You can take the stuff that happens to everybody. When the stuff, when the other stuff gets piled on, it's death by a thousand cuts. And it just keeps getting to you. And before, you know, it starts to impact my family more than it has. And it, before it starts to impact my disposition in a way where, it, where I am kind of having a negative impact on my family, I, I just decided that I wanted to walk away. Are you walking away from Fairhaven? Are you walking away from politics? As of now, um, no to Fairhaven. It sort it depends on how you view politics. Um, I will say I was asked to put myself on the ballot for the Democratic uh, Democratic Committee, um, State Committee. Yes. Um, Are you going to be on the ballot? And I Did will be on the, the ballot. I got the signatures. Got the men. I will be on the ballot. Um, this was something that was even never on my radar. I, I think that's a different degree of service because you're not really. You know, you're not, nobody even knows you exist, let alone, but you kind of set, you set a standard and you well, set a policy. What, so what would you do? Let's, I don't know if you have any competition, but what would you do as a state committee man? I, so I, I view things as, I view titles as credibility and they lend credibility to getting messaging out or serving people. And so the things that I've been doing, um, my backpack haircut event and so on, they will I'll continue doing things like that, but also I'll just speak out against, you know, ignorance. I'll stand up for myself um, and people who need standing up for, but, you know, I'll just serve people. I enjoy, I have always said, I like to leave things better than they were when I got there. Fair enough. I would, again, um, I was asked to run for a similar position under the Libertarian Party. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that they suggest and um, I've got people that are doing so in the on the Republican side is we're out there championing to get people to run for office A, office B, dog catcher, school committee, state mm -hmm. rep, you know, up, up the ladder like that. How do you talk to folks about running for certain positions 
and then you know let's say they're a person of color what what are you going to say to that person i'd be able to have the honest conversation of like look i was there like i and i'll be able to provide them with an, a, a better picture of what they could potentially be walking into um but don't you think that make, might make them do as you were doing after the fact and but maybe not run for office. But my hope is that by me taking this hit and dealing with this, then it'll be easier on the next person. I feel like if I if I were one, a conversation that I had with my wife one day was we were talking about everything going on and she was like, I'll be glad when this is over. And I said, I will, too. And she says, well, you can always just turn down one of these calls. And I said, I really can't. I said, because if I do, then what happens next is I tell you know, the people who want to take that narrative. I tell them that I'm not, it's really not that bad because I'm not willing to stand up for it. And so you get this out now so that the generation after me, the next wave, my kids and so on, don't have to go through this because the town, the majority of the town, which is the people who, you know, don't have this mindset and do care and want, you know, to respect everyone and what have you. Those are the people who now, the next time around, are not going to allow the vocal, this vocal crowd to push somebody else out. I hear what you're saying, and I, I'm going to respect your decision. I'm not quite sure it's going to work the way that you have just painted it. No, it probably won't. And I, I, realize, there's, I realize there's that possibility. Um, but what you just did is part of the issue in local government. You, and I'm saying you did you did it the right way. It's, you may disagree with me, but you respect my right to have a different experience and have a different perspective. And we've gotten to the place where we can't disagree and be friendly. We can't disagree and understand each other or respect the other person's perspective. It's, I disagree with you, so you're just you're just an idiot or you're an a-hole or you're whatever. And this is where we've gotten. And that is the problem. I felt strongly when I was running that the small town had an opportunity to lead by example, not follow the national example, because we can pivot faster. We're not turning a tanker. We're turning a canoe. And yet you still it's until people are willing to stand up and say, you know, you, Mr. Who said whatever to, you know, our selectmen or whoever, it's not okay. And we're going to make sure you know that your mindset and your opinion and your view is not welcome in our town. And we don't want you here. We don't want you involved. We don't want you to be the picture of our town. I'm not sure that I agree with everything. <laughs> Pardon me for going down this road no. again, that, that you stand for as a, a politician. I do believe that a lot of the folks in the town of Fairhaven do. And they may have screwed up. I hope it's not you that's doing the same thing, my man. Hold tight. <laughs> One more segment with Leon Corey on Brian's. But Leon, you were saying that you, when you went door to door, some people closed their windows and, and curtains and didn't answer the door. And yes. you attributed that to, to what? Um, I just said that was my experience. I didn't say I didn't attribute it to anything. I was saying I was referring to the work that I put in for me to run, um, for me to earn the vote of the town and the various experiences that I happened while I was on the campaign. Right. Because I thought I had heard, you know, over the weeks, um, 
you know, something about racism and people said comments to you that you didn't, you know, that you found race, racially motivated. Not that I found that were. I mean, calling someone the N-word in a parking lot, is there's nothing else you can do other than call that a, a, a racist act. I, I did, Let's be clear here. Are, are we talking two separate incidents? So in other words, when you were knocking on doors, were people calling you the N-word or were they treating you like a, a person running for political office? No, there, were, there was a woman who closed the door in front of me, told me that I was lying, that I wasn't running for, for office and that um, she was going to call the police on me. There were people who asked me questions and they would, you know, talk about the face, the fake police harassment that's going on within the black community. And, and, and I would say that has nothing to do with what I'm running for. Like, this is the town of Fairhaven, not national. And they would say, well, I want to know where you stand on that. That's important to me. And I would say, well, would you ask everybody that? And say, no, I'm asking you well, that. that. That's why I'm calling Leon, because what I'm saying is, I mean, I know there's there's you know, religious people that go door to door. I don't know if this is the first time you've gone to random, basically random strangers' homes and knocked on their doors, or if, or if you've done this type of campaigning in the past. But I mean, I've, I, I've seen you. You're a sizable person. And I know people in general, elderly people, people that live alone, people that watch the news and get intimidated about random strangers coming to their door. I personally feel a lot of that might have nothing to do with race. And a lot of people don't want to maybe speak. Some people might not want to hear different religious ideologies on their doorstep or political. I, I, I would quickly answer that by saying they don't have to answer the door. Right. Like, no, but I don't think I would take that as a personal slight. Well, you're not black. People are you're not black, so of but course right, you can't take it that way. Let me let me respond. No, you, no, 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 Leon. Okay, that's go ahead. not good enough. Uh, that's that's exactly what I'm and saying. And who are you to say that it's I not good enough? Assume, uh, or, and you're not a woman. And oh. you're and you're not elderly. And I, I, you're, and you, Leon, you you're not a woman. Alone. No, There's last time I checked. reasons why people don't answer the door to a random stranger, and it's not 100% about the town is racist. So maybe you ought to, um, I think, maybe take an assessment on a, a lot of reasons why people don't answer the door to political people or people in general. Okay, so can I, I respond now? Say that's not because I'm not black. Can I respond now? Yes. Thank you. I'd like to hear something other than uh, this is all. Let him respond. Okay, Wait, first of all, at no point until recently have I actually talked about race. Um, you can follow my campaign. And if I went to your door, as I went to anybody's, the first thing I would do is take two steps back from the door. I am aware that I am a 6'3", 300-pound black man. I have been a big black man my entire life. I am aware of this. And so I would take two to three steps back. In fact, oftentimes off of the porch to, so that, to give people that room. And the first words that would come out of my mouth would be, my name is Leon Corey, and I'm running for Fairhaven Select Board. And then whatever would happen would be after that. So, I mean, you can, you can, and this is part of the problem that, like, it, it, you got to call things what they are. Instead of every time there's a racial incident in town, everybody wants to run to the rescue and call it something that it isn't. When my, ta when my sign was spray, I, I let, when my sign was spray painted black, 
And it was random kids who happened to have a black can of spray paint. And the only thing they did with it was spray paint my sign. When somebody spray paints the N-word on the side of Rogers School, it's, oh, these random kids who happen to spray paint across Rogers School. It's every time we want to blame random kids who aren't voters. And that's what makes it easy because it makes everybody feel good about themselves like there's an issue or there's no issue that needs to be addressed. You have to call things out. Stop calling the person who goes through it a liar and actually recognize that there's an issue. All right, no, ma'am, you got one more one more comment. Go I'm ahead. Just saying, I'm just saying other political um, people that go out there, whether they're male, female, black, white, tall, short, you know, definitely get doors slammed in their faces and they definitely get confronted with, hey, I would like to see how you feel about this issue. That is part of political campaigning. I'm not trying to discount, you know, the person who, you know, the people that you've named um, publicly that that called you the N-word. I'm just saying um, in, in the big perspective, you said you'd rather leave the town better than when you found it. And it seems like if that is a huge issue, which I never recognized in Fairhaven, because like you said, I'm not black, so I can't say. But maybe... Uh, yeah. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at the. Yeah, maybe. I, I appreciate the call very much. Leon, I'm looking at the clock right now. I've got a couple of minutes and I was going to take another call, but I want to give you the final say here. When I got involved in politics, um, I recognized the problem in the town and I felt as though I was well suited to get involved and serve the town. I said all the time, I said offline here and talking to Brian, I never considered myself a politician. In fact, I was written about in the neighborhood news at one point as I need to learn how to become a politician. So I felt like small town, and I said this a lot, the small town has an opportunity to set the example for the town. Not, I mean, set the example for the country, not follow it. The bipartisanship, the, the, the politics, the, all of that aspect. As a small town official, your obligation is to serve the people and to serve your neighbor. Because you have to answer for it. Ask anybody who's come up to me in a parking lot, in a store or whatever. I answer to everything. And I just wanted to get involved and serve. Well, and I wasn't allowed you're, to. You're lucky. I, Leon, thanks for coming in today. Pittman is next. She's going to carry you for the next three hours, give or take two or four, six or eight. I'm Brian. Adios. Oh, I, excuse me, not adios. I will be back on Monday for Barry. You have yourselves an excellent one.